I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wrestle me, Mark. Wrestle me, Pete. I'm not going to labour the point, but we really must remind you that we do have a patron. We are currently covering some excellent WCW shows. They are all available now. You are listening to the second episode of WrestleMania 26. If you can't be asked to wait uh, until next week to hear the third version, the third episode, if you will, head on over to patreon.com forward slash WrestleMe. Add free WrestleMe's, a newsletter from Mark every single month with all kinds of nonsense. And also, uh, you get an extra show every single week. And you get to hear all of the WrestleMe's. WrestleMania's at the same time, it's cracking. We've also been throwing in some bonus apps as well. Yes! So the one that's coming up very soon is going to be our little Meets episode, mm. where if you've ever met a, a British... Uh, no, sorry, not a British. No. An American wrestler Ooh. on British soil. Mm. We want to hear about it. The smaller the story, the better. And uh, we're doing the first of our Wrestle Meets compendium episodes. That should be up on the Patreon pretty soon. Lovely oh, old job. Gosh, it's almost as if... As if you pays your money and takes your choice. <laughs> <laughs> Patreon.com forward slash WrestleMe. And very much like the new, uh, the latest WrestleMania, we will be doing all of our episodes uh, behind closed doors. Yes, very much go. so. To a tiny audience <laughs> uh, for very little revenue. Yay. Oh, what a disastrous business model. It's like um, podcasting 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people have said, oh, you know, so are you going to be taking like like WrestleMania, the what normal WrestleMe's that you do behind the paywall? What, do you mean how many people sign up? <laughs> 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 yeah, look, it's a very, it's a changing world. It's a rapidly changing world. Um, I, I, we've said this before about some of the things that we say on this show coming true. You know, odd people that we mention like MVP, and he suddenly mm. then pops back into the WWE mm. and things like that. Um, we have always recorded this in front of no audience. Yes, and I would just like to say that once again, <laughs> the great booking power of WrestleMe strikes. Yes, um, by this and time, I've always actually, got loads of viruses. <laughs> <laughs> by this time. I think WrestleMania will have been over. Yeah. We, we, when we record these, we record them in a slight big lump. Yeah. And, and the coronavirus this... has has meant that we have to squeeze a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is a mega day of recording. We've yeah. been to Leon. That's the only place open yeah. on Tottenham Court Road. We'll just come back in. We're literally the only people in London. I mean, technically, yes, the government have said, please don't leave unless it's essential. <laughs> uh, guys, I think you'll all, you'll all back me up on this. If we didn't put a fucking WrestleMe out, we'd hear from you lot, wouldn't we? <laughs> you, you'd be straight in there, disappointed. Well, um, we want 
walk, we walked, uh, and we were very careful. Yeah. And look, we di- look, we didn't go near a Cub Scout get- jamboree. That's the main thing. All right, <laughs> we didn't do anything. All right, we, we, Fine. We, we did go near a Cub Scout jamboree, but we were very much shielded. We were covered in cloaks and capes, and uh, <laughs> we were wearing those masks that distort your face if it's picked up on CCTV <laughs> straight from Hong Kong. Um, why we were there is none of your business. Exactly. Match two at WrestleMania <laughs> twenty-six. Well, we're coming off the back of uh, the whole uh, WrestleMania week and uh, the uh, WrestleMania access. Yeah. Uh, there's a load of uh, before we get to this match. There's a, there's a load of people getting interviewed about where they've come from. Uh, a couple of people from Germany. We are from all the way from Germany. Uh, we are all the way from Austria. Very similar accents. Uh, <laughs> and a guy and a guy goes Japan, yeah, and holds up a sign that says. From Japan. And that's what it says on the sign. Yeah. From Japan. I like those signs. I think, (laughs) wouldn't it be good to have one big wrestling event where everyone just holds up a sign that has on it their name and their hometown? That seems to be what they were going for on this fucking WrestleMania because they haven't had a fucking sign. There were a lot of signs. And none of them were... Were any good? Yeah. No, they were terrible. Oh, do you know the thing that annoys me most? It's wrestling fans who bring Bret Hart signs or Shawn Michaels signs. Right. And they spell Shawn wrong or they spell Bret wrong. <laughs> or Michaels. Br- Bret, Hart, Bret Hart has one T in Bret, one T in Hart. Right? Really simple. Shawn Michaels. S-H-A-U-N. Yes. No. No, W. <laughs> See? See, you're getting it wrong. No, I laid it there for a trap. I, if you didn't stand up and go, you got it wrong, then you have to turn this podcast off. Unless you're a pitching a subscriber. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I got it wrong. If I was writing it down, Pete, I'd double check in a copy of the WWF magazine. <laughs> There's a lot. I don't trust them. <laughs> there is a lot of uh, signs. I've noticed that during the matches, you're allowed to seemingly hold them up for three seconds and then put them down. Yeah, that got, seems yeah. to be the rule because obviously you'd be blocking people's view, people have paid money, but it seems to be that you're allowed to put up for a few seconds and the table. I down. think that's as long as you can do without people who are behind you yeah. just going, come on, come fucking, on, mate. You, you fucking prick. It's like you had one up a second ago. I, do I, did I have a sign? I do remember seeing people hold up signs yeah. and people going ballistic behind, mm. like not I even letting them have one second of it. <laughs> you know, where, where someone's coming out and they're holding up their sign that says, you know, I love you, Finley, or whatever. Yeah. And they're just like, get a fucking f- shitting fucking thing down. <laughs> fucking ruin. But then people have paid your, I'll put your fucking I'll put your fucking all in it for you. <laughs> I'll put your fucking all in it for hey, you. Hey, bring, bring it over there. Bring it over there, right? <laughs> See if you're fucking fit down your fucking throat. <laughs> you know, it's a bit like that. Yeah, um, but we've, we've just seen uh, John Cena tee off. Of course, uh, John Cena can fucking golf. Oh. He's such a corporate shell. Oh, isn't he? He can speak Chinese. I bet he eats sushi constantly uh, and orders it with all the Japanese names. Absolutely, and, and he'll like a corporate boss. I imagine he comes up to you, whatever you are, and he just goes. Um, Absolutely love these threads. Like that. <laughs> and he'll just be that. He'll be smooth and I yeah. hate him. I yeah. can't stand him. He's got to work out. When I interviewed him, he said, got to work on that peach emoji. Talking about his own arse. Really? I well, can't did remember. Did you meet him? Did I? Did I? Yeah, I interviewed him for... Um, Why the... is this now? Pete, we're at WrestleMania <laughs> back in 26. We've done two years of it this. Was... You've never mentioned <laughs> that you met John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I interviewed him for. Uh, it was a film quite recently where he played one of the dads. There was three little girls, three dads. It was him and someone else, one of the mums uh, in in the piece. Uh, but uh, I just remember thinking, there's a shot where he takes his trousers down, mm. and uh, I think I I think I said to him, I said, "You have got the biggest legs I've ever seen on <laughs> telly." Because I'd never seen any wrestling before. That. Got yeah. Um, yeah, he's a, he's, a, he's a nice shot, but he's, he's fucking John Cena. He's a fucking money, isn't he? He's just, but he's, I was just thinking, 
God, he can fucking talk. <laughs> God, he, he can talk. Was he's it, good, was good. it all business I'll, inspiration I'll dig, speak? Maybe I'll, dig out, <laughs> maybe I'll dig out the interview. There's literally nothing uh, about wrestling in it. But, um, yeah, he's just got, i got to walk in my peachy mode. He said, he said something about working out, and I went, how do you, like, I'm a little boy. Do they, do, are you allowed to go over and, like, because I'm, I'm scared of the, the free weights. Yeah. Because that's where the big boys are. Yeah. And he goes, go, you know, man, you got to go over there and work on the peach emoji. <laughs> I think he checked out my ass and seen that it was, I don't have an ass. Oh, My back mate. just stops. Um, and also, <laughs> Sergeant Slaughter is on the putting green. I would be checking his scores if I were here. <laughs> <laughs> and Kofi Kingston does the... That's the, the, does the literally does... the nearest to actual armed combat he's seen <laughs> is playing some golf. In full regalia. <laughs> and Kofi Kingston doing uh, the Rooney competition. Solid. Kofi Kingston is rapidly becoming my favourite wrestler of this generation. I, I he do, is great. I, I absolutely am 100% behind you on that. I also think, you know, the people they send to do the reading stuff, Mm. There's always the divas because they've got that basic sort of Vince McMahon thought of going. You're a mum, woman, woman, therefore mom. good with kids. Yeah. Um, but they send John Morrison and things like that. And mm. I think you know you obviously get the ones who are capable of being friendly, and polite, normal. warm, and normal. <laughs> Absolutely, you go let them do the kids. Yeah. Me- meanwhile, let the two fictional soldiers go and have their <laughs> golf game. <laughs> Man, oh, oh Moron Cena's fictional fucking. Uh, I mean, he rubs oh, it in he their t- face. Oh, this one. When I see, Oof. when I see the people that Stolen Valor actually go for, they're always like, "This guy's been spotted in a supermarket, yeah. and he's wearing uh, one of the miniature medals, which he definitely hasn't." Well, do you know what? In front of seventy thousand people, John Cena gets a fucking military band to play him in, and then he's like, you know, he treats them badly. He doesn't say thank you because it's like, "I am the senior officer. You absolute, you're full of shit." Um, <laughs> <laughs> You're full of shit. You're full of shit. Uh, Randy Orton. Yes. Versus Cody Rhodes versus Ted DiBiase. Confusing. Got yes. the same name. Choose a different name. He was originally Ted DiBiase Jr. Mm. But as discussed in this podcast before, Vince McMahon, who is a junior. Oh, hits a junior, yes. hates the, the little suffix junior. Right. Uh, which is why Rey Mysterio is Rey Mysterio, uh, not Rey Mysterio Jr. I is the name see. For forever. Is um, uh, this the most handsome uh, three-way in a WrestleMania history? I think it might be. I think it is. And what you can really see here Three is... Three hottie see, McTotties. You see, uh, I know, they're proper Abercrombie and Fitch. Oh, mate. Sort of. you got I, they, Orton, oh. who's like the weird sort of like, like he's seen a bit of, you know, he's like, he's had a, he's come out the side of being a drunk, drunk driver. And yeah, a couple the of the smashes yeah. he's done his nose in. That he's sort a bad of thing. boy. He's, 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 he's kicked a dog today. He's set fire a dog. Yeah. <laughs> Cody, very much the, the impressionable... Yeah, uh, easily led astray. Yeah. Will help you hide the cheerleader's body. <laughs> Chum. Cody, Cody Rhodes looks like what Billy Joe Armstrong thinks he looks like in this WrestleMania. He really does. <laughs> I. Uh, th- this is also a period where obviously there's been a certain amount of time it's taken for things like the um, the wellness policy to kick in. Yeah, and a lot of people here look quite smooth. So mm. when you get to Shawn Michaels and Undertaker. Undertaker and Shawn Michaels look positively scrawny at, at points yeah. because they're back to being normal men, yeah. not just you know filled up with mm. you know cow udder supplement and stuff like that. <laughs> but Cody Rhodes is in unbelievable shape. He's yeah. in as good shape as anybody else on this card. Mm. And then you've got Teddy Biossi, who is literally the son of the million dollar man. Um, he looks like a trust fund kid. He looks 
both handsome and respectable, but also thoroughly venal. He would have no morals, <laughs> no qualms. And they are this amazing sort of male mean girls group. Yes. Um, and they're having a kerfuffle. Um, they, are, they are, look, you know, I, I am a, a heterosexual married man. I know that counts for nothing. <laughs> but I thought they were three very attractive young men. Oh, mate. They're, uh, the slash fiction I'd write about those three. Wow. <laughs> uh, they are also uh, the, the, the end result of a number of wrestling dynasties. Mm. So Randy Orton is the son of Cowboy Bob Orton. Uh, he was also a junior. Um, Ted DiBiossi is the son of Ted DiBiossi, the Million Dollar mm. Man. And uh, Cody is the son of Dusty Rose. Son of a son of a plumber. Son, <laughs> son of a son of a, the grandson of a plumber. And uh, they are a, a group called Legacy who um, they, they had a lot of upside legacy, this whole idea that they were I- entitled to inherit the business. Mm. Um, they were three very good performers. Um, Cody Rhodes would go on to become far better than he was here. But even at this point, he is a good hand in the mm. ring. Ted DiBiossi seems to lack something, but then he hasn't really been given a gimmick. Yeah. He's just been given a pair of trunks. And they're like, your gimmick is that you are your dad's son. Mm. Well, that's what I am anyway. Yeah. You know, I don't quite People know what... That. Yeah, it doesn't give me a lot to build on. What's your gimmick? You're you. Oh, okay, well, I mean, Ted DiBiossi wasn't an amazing wrestler, was he? I mean, like, he, t- he, he, he was all gimmick. Yeah, I mean, I mean certainly in his early mm. days, he was a phenomenal technical wrestler. Oh, was he By right? the time you get to the WWF, you don't really have to do much wrestling. Mm. If you're in there against the Ultimate Warrior, what is the point of showing how you can reverse a wrist lock you know he just wants to he just wants to get up and push you over essentially <laughs> that being his thing so legacy are a good little group but they they come along at a time where again this stagnation that's going on you have people like triple h and Shawn michaels are dx mm. and when they first reform as dx they get a spike in the ratings so they go people love this let's bring it back and what they do is they feed them groups like Legacy of mm. these young up-and-comers and they solidify in the minds of the watching public that these guys are not cut out to take on the big stars like Triple H and Shawn Michaels. Right. And you have six months of that and it gets very difficult to get over. So are they all... So at this point they're fighting because they were all in a group at one point. They yeah, right and they've basically... They've, they've had a falling out, that right. sort of thing. I, be, I, I, I Look, who knows what it's over. It's probably over a title shot that one of them didn't get, you know. Or a bot. They don't... They, <laughs> yeah, they don't explain it. And again, yeah. it, that, that's a frustrating thing about this watching is the this first, WrestleMania. This is the first time I, I sort of, it's the Battle of the Sons, you know, this is the first time I've seen those, these three as a, yeah. as a thing. I've, I've never seen Cody Rose before, if, Ted DiBiase Jr. I'm, if, if we'd have lost one match, they could have had video packages explaining why we're having these matches. Mm. It's a really important part of wrestling, is just the, the reason that people are fighting. Otherwise, yeah. it's just two people thrown together and there are no stakes. In this, it's a very simple thing to be able to actually say why they're fighting. Because God knows, they've probably done it on TV for the last eight months yeah give us a package i know it's it's silly for me to be moaning about the people of 2010 for not giving me stuff and saying it like they can go back and change it but it did make it very frustrating to watch this hey, i knew hey. it was going to fall down as your uh this so a little bit of the studios fell off the wall hey. it's like the shockmaster. it's got coronavirus <laughs> oh no oh that's very topical that's, uh, probably even not. less topical by the time we just, you we just don't know it might have gone all to hell i'm yeah. so sorry if any if everyone's dead that's good i'll um i'll just what i'll do is i'll edit that out of this bit and then i'll just when i come back i'll say to regis look someone's been in they've pulled the thing <laughs> off. I might get a reduction in rent um, uh, yeah this is this is again a match that I, I don't know it's um there's no stakes i want no, to know what the right. stakes are and i don't know and so it's just watching three people one of whom i know is still a big star yeah uh, and two of whom i know are no longer with the company mm. so the end is never really in doubt um <laughs> matt striker refers to cody rhodes as the seed of a dream 
uh, which kind of conjured up the image of Dusty Rhodes in that gutter having a fuck, didn't it? <laughs> and I thought that was really disrespectful. While he's asleep. Yeah, covered, <laughs> covered in pork and beans. Yeah. I'm into it. I'm going to fuck this woman and then one day you're going to replace her with the computer, did it? Like that, everyone applauding. What a wonderful, wonderful thing. But it did lead me on to sort of reading a little bit about Cordy Rhodes and there was a piece, I think you're going to link to it in uh, the yeah. newsletter in uh, on the old uh, you know, Patreon. Uh, <laughs> Patreon.com for us, uh, Ramble. Ramble? What was that? Oh, shut up. <laughs> Wrestle me. Patreon.com for us, Wrestle me. And uh, yeah, about the genesis of him planning the uh, all-in uh, competition and AW mm. and all that stuff. And it was written just before that all-in competition actually came to fruition. Um, so the, the the fascinating backstage story of because um, Dusty was was Dusty at this one. I think Dusty was at this one, wasn't yeah. he? And he piled in and said, "You got to change this." This and he was just a bit embarrassed by his dad like piling in and yeah. and wanting to change the the end of this match effectively. Wrestling is is a very nepotistic business. Mm. I mean, you can see that with Vince McMahon, who inherited the company from his father, and all the way down. Triple H is obviously you know married into the company. Yeah. But you can see it with the second generation stars. And what you get with someone like Cody Rhodes, I think it's very difficult for him because you have a father who is regarded as being one of the great wrestlers of all time, one of the great bookers, and he is coming in and seeing that his son's career is not going the way it should. Yeah. Now every wrestling parent has been exactly that. Bill Watts in WCW in 1992 pushed his own son Eric Watts. Eric Watts did not have much of an aptitude for the business. Greg Gagne in the AWA in the 80s, he, he was pushed by his father, Vern Gagne. Now, the fathers push the sons, and they think their sons are all stars. Right. So it's an embarrassing thing when your father comes in and says, my son is better than this. Yeah. The difference is, with Cody Rhodes, Cody Rhodes was better than the position they put him in. I think anyone could see it. And there was just, it came along at a time when they had no interest in the young stars. Yeah. I don't know why that was. I mm. just do not know why it was. There's one little indication when we see CM Punk. And I looked at the CM Punk story as to why CM Punk never really got the push he deserved until he forced their hand yeah. with things like the pipe bomb promo. And part of the reason was, according to Bruce Pritchard, he was uh, booking at the time and he said that when they go to the writers' meetings, people would all go, Punk doesn't look special. He just looks like your next-door neighbour's son. He's just this ratty-looking dude. What's special about that? And I think they, they sort of had that thing of going... We have the stars here. So if you were going to have a match with Triple H, that's better than seeing one with Cody Rhodes. Because right. Triple H is a star. Who's mm. Cody Rhodes? And Everyone limited. wants to write for Superman. They exactly, don't want to write for... Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, when you, when you take... And what you can see with things like AEW, when you take the power completely out of the wrestlers' hands, the wrestlers can't do anything about it. Mm. And the only thing that they can do is they can leave. And what we see here at this period is the first time that wrestlers begin to leave. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Even on a budget, 
Quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary. Not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. The first one who leaves is actually someone in this match is Ted DiBiase Jr. Mm. And he's around for another few years. They don't do anything with him. And he just decides to retire. And he never does wrestling again. Yeah. Now, he was offered a contract. They said, you know, we'll give you some money, come back for another year. And he said no. Mm. And he went off to work for an online encyclopedia company. <laughs> Brilliant. There is something about people who, and I think especially hard for second generation wrestlers, mm. that they just, they just go, I, I am not doing what I thought I would be doing. Mm. And they won't let me do it. And I can't see how to change it. So I go. Yeah. Cody Rhodes is the perfect example of that. He ends up in makeup as Stardust, a, a counterpoint to his brother Goldust. Mm. And he spends two years under that makeup. Yeah. There was a tweet by him the other day, which I just saw, and I haven't written it down. I can't quite remember exactly. Do have a look at it. Where someone says, um, you know, it's incredible when you think that WWE had Cody Rhodes for two years and they wasted him as Stardust. And Cody Rhodes was straight in there with a reply to say, they didn't waste me. I didn't do what I should have done and I should have got it over and I couldn't do it and I, I didn't do it. Right. And he's so magnanimous about that. But the reality is he can afford to be because had they not treated him badly throughout this part of his career, he wouldn't be the owner of AEW, the second biggest wrestling organization in America. Mm. He wouldn't be running that. He wouldn't be the top guy. He probably would be a Shelton Benjamin. He probably would be a Ted DiBiase Jr. who'd mm. just given it up. And so by treating him badly, he's a Rhodes. It doesn't matter what you do to them. They will always <laughs> rise. And you can see it with Cody. I mean, yeah. I mean, just his, his journey is thrilling. And it's so weird to watch a WrestleMania with him in it now where mm. you just, he, 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 you can see how good he is. In this match, every move he sells brilliantly. He's fast, he's quick. And to not be able to go, that guy is definitely going to be a superstar, which they couldn't do. Mm. It just it just boggles the mind. Watching this WrestleMania, it's full of those things where you go, this is not good enough, and you go, why have they wasted that guy? Mm. And it just happens time and time again. And hindsight is twenty twenty. I mean, you don't know. You could probably look go through the card um, for this WrestleMania and go, you know, yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? I mean, I mean, I mean. Look, the, the next match is a case in point. <clears throat> uh, the Money in the Bank, and there are far too many people in yeah. this match. There are ten. That is uh, a third of a Royal Rumble in a ladder <laughs> match, which is crazy. Uh, the competitors are MVP Kofi Kingston. Evan Bourne, who is a <coughs> high-flying wrestler called Matt Seidel, who did very well in Ring of Honor. Right. Um, Jack Swagger, Shelton Benjamin, who is the only man so far to do all five of the Money in the Bank um, matches. Although he, he comes to the ring looking a bit heavier and a bit tired, like he's giving up trying a bit on this. <laughs> uh, Matt Hardy, Dolph Ziggler, the Intercontinental Champion, Drew McIntyre, Kane and Christian. No, um, uh, I, would, I mean, where's... Um... 
CM Punk because like he's been, he seems to be in every one of these. <laughs> yes, he's well. He won the last two. Yeah. Um, the, the reality is CM Punk has translated his success in Money in the Bank into moving up the card. Right. You know he's he's done well on that. Um, Shelton again. Jesus. Shelton, Shelton stuck there. But again, you've got plenty of people here who are not going to win. Matt Hardy is here looking a little bit porky. Oh yeah. Um, you've got Christian who is still getting a big buzz, but I think they've sort of let the boat sail on it's a bit. Fifth ladder match. Fifth, I know, crazy, isn't it? Kane, who you know is not going to win, and why would he need to? Uh, but then you've got some new faces, and this is their attempt again to sort of go, here is some fresh blood, let's liven up the but card. they don't trust them, so they put them in a big ensemble, and it's just, you just 100%. get lost. 100%. You cannot invest in someone if they just come out and do two two moves, mm. and then there's someone else. Yeah. They are interchangeable, and, mm. you know, nothing is nothing is clearer that more clearer than... I think if you look at... There are two different stories here. One is people like Dolph Ziggler, mm. right? Now, Dolph Ziggler came along at a point where Vince McMahon had a mad decision to start giving everyone who joined the company names that don't exist in real life. So you get um, Dolph Ziggler. At the same time, you've got Byron Saxton, Braden Walker, Michael McGillicutty, Brad Maddox, Eli Cottonwood. Just these <laughs> non-real names. So bad, so stupid. <laughs> The guy who is Dolph Ziggler is a guy called Nick Nemeth. He was a, a really big college wrestler. Sounded like Jim Ross now. <laughs> Great uh, college so career. Make sure you keep watching because he was good once. Um, <laughs> he, uh, he was uh, brought into WWE first as a, a, a character where he was a golf caddy for uh, Chavo Guerrero. Chavo mm. was playing a, a Mexican who thought he was white called Kerwin White. Right. Um, a, a gimmick that was pretty much dropped uh, because his brother Eddie Guerrero died, yeah, and then they realised, yes, it was a bit disrespectful to take one of these members of this great family and give him some stupid comedy gimmick when they could obviously have him being the last surviving member of the Guerreros mm. and paying tribute to his brother. So Nick Nemeth finds himself he loses that caddy role. Right. He then gets put in the Spirit Squad, who are a male cheerleading group. There's five of them. They have lots of matches against Shawn Michaels and Triple H in the same way as Legacy did, and they were there as young men to just be squashed yep. by DX. Um, that terrible booking that they did where they hate the young. And so they eventually break up Spirit Squad and Nick Nemeth is one of the few who is then given a, a repackaging and a new career. And they said to him, um, we're going to rename you and you're going to be given uh, a name. Now, there's different um, versions of this that Nick Nemeth tells, but he said that he uh, was given a, a call and they said to him, um, we're going to go into a meeting right now and we're letting you know your new name is going to be David Diggler. What do you think about that? He said, in my head, I've already been fired twice. This is my last shot. And I say, I hate it. He said, this is the reality era, and I'm going to be David Diggler. Do I yeah. have any say in this? They said, well, we're going into a meeting right now. If you can have something in 15 minutes, but it's got to be a D first name and a D last name. He said, I texted everyone I knew, and I tried to think of things. I knew a great-great-grandfather who was Rudolph. And Dolph Lundgren was from Rocky IV, mm. and it needed a D. So I said, Dolph. And I said, and is there any way I could not do Diggler at yeah. the end? So then I got to Raw, and there was a little piece of paper that said on it, Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> he said, they didn't have any long-term plans for me, which is fine, but I thought this would be my last chance. Um, I said to Vince, I said, Vince, it's reality era. We're doing the stuff. You can Google my name. We can mix my name up and switch it a little bit. But Dolph Ziggler sounds like a cartoon wrestling name. Vince says, it's different. People are going to remember it. I love it. And he walked off before he finished the sentence. <laughs> I said to myself, all right, I tried. Now, <laughs> oh. 
Nick Nemeth gets stuck with this Dolph Ziggler name. I mean, I've heard of Dolph Ziggler, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's like, I mean, there's obviously a nod to um, Dirk Diggler. Mm. And, and and again, that's the sort of porno thing. And, you know, yeah. Dolph Ziggler was a sort of, he's often gets the girl in storylines right. and things. But it's, again, not a fully formed thing as to no. what it is. Um, Sports Illustrated have written about <clears throat> Dolph Ziggler. Um, they call him phenomenal in the ring with the ability to carry an entertaining match with practically anyone on the WWE roster. His mic work is top notch and there is a genuine believability in his work. He's renowned as well for his absolutely elite ability to sell for opponents. Yeah. Uh, Jim Cornette, who is quite a sort of, you know, not a huge fan of the modern era. Uh, he praises Ziggler quite, quite a lot. And he said, I knew he was a good athlete. I never dreamed he was going to be the second coming of Kurt Hennig who is Mr. Mm. Perfect. Um, he's just a great bouncer. <clears throat> he even, in real life, he dated Amy Schumer. Um, oh. And their relationship was called off because Schumer considered Nemeth too athletic. <laughs> uh, there's one of her films, I can't remember what the name of it is, I was trying to think of it last night. It's not Bridesmaids, it's like a single word mm. film. Yeah, John Cena's in that one. John Cena is essentially playing Nick Nemeth. Right. Because he is the uh, bodybuilding partner who is just going having sex for far too long because he's so fit. And that is basically John Cena playing Dolph Ziggler in real life, Nick Nemeth with Amy Schumer. Right, OK. Uh, again, not healthy. Um, but for some reason, despite all this, WWE, they do not rate Dolph Ziggler. Right. This is a guy who they've had uh, on the books for a decade, and they will continually give him pushes. They will give him the belt, and then they will decide they don't want to do it anymore. Mm. And they keep on building him up, and then they just drop him. And then they build him up. And then they drop him. And again, it's just, they, they sort of, this full stop and start. Mm. There's no need for it. But it happens to him specifically more than anybody else. Right. Again, I mean, I think you could probably say there are 15, 20 occasions yeah. where it seemed like, yes, they're finally going to let him be a star. And then they just decide to cut his legs out from him. It's just the most bizarre thing. Right. Um, clearest indication of that. He's been there 10 years. He's a big star. He's always been high in the card. He's a great worker. He has never had a singles match at WrestleMania. Right. He's always been stuck in multi-man matches. <sighs> You've also got in this match Drew McIntyre. Um, Drew McIntyre is going to be headlining this year's WrestleMania against Brock Lesnar. Mm. Um, he is uh, an interesting character because he has failed in WWE and then he went to the independence, remade his career and came back and is now a main eventer. Mm. What is nuts on this is absolutely harrowing. He was born in 1985, right? And that was, this is 10 years ago. So when he was at this WrestleMania, I think he was 23. Jeez. And now he's headlining after a decade of, of being in the business. 34. <laughs> 34. How has he done so much with his life? Uh, I, ha I haven't even been like, I haven't had one go. <laughs> he's had one go. It, it went nightmarishly wrong over yeah. a load of years. They kicked him out and then he managed to come back. It makes me sick. Um, he's from Prestwick in Ayrshire originally. Uh, when he was 10, he used to read that magazine called The X Factor, which was a kind of thick magazine it had sort of card and it was all about conspiracy theories and ghost stories oh wow it was like a monthly almost like oh, a part work oh yeah like remember like when bizarre magazine used <laughs> yeah. to exist it was just yeah. lasses with like tattoos and, yeah like, suicide oh, bars and yeah all that bollocks yeah um anyway he used to read the x factor which i hadn't thought of until i read this little bit of trivia <laughs> i, was I, like, Fuck, I, I vaguely it. remember that it had sort of like green i think it came out at the same time as the x files yeah, that yeah, sort of thing. yeah it was very yeah, much yeah, in, yeah, in yeah. that thing mm -hmm. um he got so into the paranormal that at the age of 10 he wrote a letter to the fbi under the freedom of information act uh, asking about uh, u.s 
UFOs. And to his surprise, the FBI sent him a file with several unredacted documents. <laughs> <laughs> which is great. What? Yeah, amazing. Love it. Um, he was trained here in Britain and he was part of um, the sort of like resurgent Britain, British scene mm. uh, that, that came along in the early 2000s. It was a, a relatively low level, but there were suddenly people who were wrestling and they were able to, to be at a level that was high enough that they were getting regular work and they would be able to get WWE tryouts. Yeah. Um, the WWE took him on in 2007. Um, they let him go in 2014, by which point he'd been jobbed out you know, for many, many years. Oddly, he'd been personally picked by Vince McMahon, who said this guy is going to be a future superstar, and they, they, they fast-tracked him with the Intercontinental belt, and he just did not click. He didn't get over. They had a number of stop-start attempts to get him back in, and it didn't work. And it looked like Vince McMahon had actually called it wrong. Mm. And this was very much a, a sense of people saying, maybe Vince hasn't got his finger on the pulse anymore. <laughs> turns out that Vince is just a fucking visionary because, you know, within 10 years of him saying he's going to be big, there he is headlining WrestleMania. Um, it's, um, uh, do you remember we mentioned in the last WrestleMania about the ECW valet Tiffany, who mm. was one of the women who appeared in the Divas Miss WrestleMania Battle Royale, who yes. I literally had not heard of. Right, yeah, yeah. Well, it turned out that um, uh, Drew McIntyre was actually married to Tiffany, uh, for less than a year. Oh, um, yeah. I think it's alone now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she'd previously dated Alfonso Ribeiro, who is better known as Colton from the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Nice, I like that. Um, she is not mentioned on his Wikipedia personal uh, life <laughs> file. He is on hers. Oh, a sick bird. Carlton from uh, Prince, Fresh Prince of Bel Air would, if he has never appeared at a wrestling uh, match. I would be very surprised. <laughs> He's just that exact kind of character yeah. who you would expect. It's retro. People kind of remember him. He must have done a Raw. He must have. And, and he would have been in the ring with the like dance. Too Cool. Doing and the they'd dance. have done it. Yeah. yeah. Or um, who's that fella? Somebody called my mama. The, um, the, uh, the, uh, the Brodus Clay. Brodus Clay. <laughs> him, and, him and him would have done the dance. Yeah. This, 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 this ladder <laughs> match is, again, it doesn't have any pitch and toss to it it's just no. people taking it in turns to... it wasn't even that many spots to be honest Coffee no. using two halves of the ladder to walk on yeah. was the best bit it was although that for me seems like a, he traditionally does a spot in the Royal Rumble where right. he gets thrown out and something like that happens he ends up on a seat and he'll bounce the seat back and that to me was a perfect example again of it looks quite cool but in a ladder <laughs> match it's of no use yeah get off the ladders Put get, the a big, up, get a bigger ladder. Get, get, yeah, and get yeah. up there. But going, I will walk over to this like a big transformer. I was a bit like, you know, dude, this is, I know it looks cool, but let's not do stuff just for coolness. Mark, sake. it looks cool. <laughs> you shut your damn mouth. We, we're in this WrestleMania, we'll take our glories where we find them. Yeah. He should have just took, took, yeah, did the ladder, just used one half of the ladder, ran it up it as fast as he can and then jumped because yeah. does anybody ever hang off the hang off the ladder? Well, the... Jeff Hardy has done. Yeah, he's right. he's hung off the off the belts at the top right, okay. and been speared. Uh, I think we saw that at a WrestleMania oh, that many many years. X yeah, X seven, yeah. I think mm. I would have been. But um, yeah, no, they they they, they oddly. I, I think there's a sort of slight thing of no one's working that hard during this yeah. period to work out what would be a new way of doing stuff. Mm. So they are just there's some horrible bumps in this as well. Just sort of things that look a bit ugly where people mm. just pull backwards off a ladder and they just land on their back and hit. <laughs> you know, um, there's a, a Drew McIntyre. He's got a brilliant Scottish thing as well. Young Scottish men who he, he's so sort of pale 
underneath the tan yes. that he very quickly gets very flush cheeks <laughs> at the back, like Ant McPartland does. <laughs> and, and he gets, I mean, Matt Hardy pushes him off a ladder and he does a proper bouncing nut shot mm. that is just a, you know, yeah, a, that's good. Thumper. Um, there's, there's a really great camera angle at the start of this, just surveying the whole stadium, and it makes it look really, really amazing. Mm. But it's ruined. At that point, a woman gets up and walks towards the camera just for a piss. <laughs> it's so funny. Well, Jack Swagger <laughs> is the uh, ultimate winner of oh, this. Oh, yeah. What the fuck is that all about? Comes out of nowhere. You forget he's in this match until he, yeah. until he wins it. In fact, they've edited this on the network, but on the original, which I do remember seeing. They've cut a lot of stuff out. They cut yeah. out loads of previews of the Diva matches and stuff. They've, Got, they've yeah. cut out loads of bits and bobs. Well, on this one, he could not get the briefcase off the hook. You're kidding me. And so he was up there for what must have been 40 seconds, <laughs> just trying to work out how the hook mechanism worked. Oh, no. Killed it stone dead, yeah. of course. Finally gets it off. No one can quite believe that's the end. That's but ridiculous. On the network, it, there's a very definite bit where you can see him struggling with it, and then it cuts the bit where he gets it off. Yeah. On the night, he couldn't manage it. Really? And it's just, again, it just... Ugh. I don't know. There's something about it that we... I, I think I mentioned already, we watched the WCW... Uh, pay-per-view from 1990 for mm. the Patreon and there is a part of me that says if that had happened in 1990 in WCW the other wrestlers would have done something else yeah. to cover it or go you've got three more minutes we'll do it again in three minutes but let's cover this and what you've got there is just people who are either not motivated enough or are not experienced enough mm. to work out how to cover and something goes wrong and they just leave him up there yeah. until he can get it done. You'd think and one it, wrestler would try and run up and then another wrestler behind them would just distract the crowd from the fact that he can't get the fucking thing down. If he couldn't get it down, I think if I'd have been in that match, what I'd have done is I'd have pushed the ladder over, absolutely shoot style, tried to kill him, and then I'd have got it, and I'd have gone back to Vince and said, look, I saved everything, but I do need a title <laughs> shot now. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't he, I think he redeems it. Uh, does he red- Again, they sort of said, oh, he's going to redeem it, and this, no, he's fucking not. Not after that, <laughs> not no, trying, he can't he, get it out the fucking thing. He does actually, I think he does have a, a run fairly quickly with the World Championship, right. but part of the, the problem with this period is the things they're doing, which is you get the money in the bank thing and then you get a title run, they're, they're short title runs because people don't, they're not good enough and they're not, it's just not mm. clicking. And so there's lots of churn at this point with no, with everyone, it's just almost like, like, like you know, sheer soapy floors that no one can get a handle mm. on and everyone's just scrabbling around the whole time. Yeah. Things are changing moment to moment and uh, oh, depressing. D-fucking-pressing. Hall of Fame 2010. Mm. And not a vintage year of this either. <laughs> really annoying. Um, you do see Antonio Inoki's massive, massive face. Oh, big old. And Bob Uecker sorts everything out, I think. They they certainly decided on this uh, little preview thing from the night before that Bob Uecker was funnier than all the wrestlers <laughs> and worth, worth seeing a lot more of. He was, though. Yeah, I mean, he was good. Yeah. What was um, Lawler's aborted joke about Gorgeous George? I could not figure it out. Gorgeous George's wife. Yes. Yeah, so... He sort of goes, oh, like she's 97 or something. Yeah. I... And then he goes, oh, I want to... <laughs> it's, it, it's rare that Fuck there's a it, chick. yeah it's, it's, it's rare not. that there's a cougar that I want and he just absolutely palms it because what he's going to say is fucking horrendous yeah. and it's the hall of fame he's got basically I think his joke is at last I've found someone who's old enough that in comparison with me they could also be a cougar to my ordinary aged man right okay cool it's yeah. as simple as that yeah. I mean a really easy delivery of a line there but he goes he goes ah uh, oh, finally I found a cougar that's uh, oh. yeah. <laughs> and then <laughs> and his core comes just patting him going ah yeah yeah, yeah. Ah. we know what you mean you dirty cunt yeah you're a fucking problem fucking dick the, um, she comes out I like the fact that they say please <laughs> welcome uh, Betty Wagner who is Gorgeous George's former wife mm. and I wasn't sure if that meant widow or 
I mean, former wife is weird, <laughs> yeah, like, isn't it? Yeah, like we've been, I don't know. We've, uh, we've uh, brought your ex-wife yeah. in because you didn't want to be involved. There, there were two after this. Actually, one who was his widow, but we actually prefer this one. <laughs> Just a bit strange. I like the fact that Gorgeous George, uh, his two nom de plumes, a.k.a. the human orchid. Yes, <laughs> amazing, orchid. isn't it? The human orchid and the toast of the coast. Do you know what? I, the toast of the, the coast. The toast of the coast is, is amazing. something that could apply to me. North I, East Hartlepool. Uh, <laughs> I'm having it. The toast of the coast, Pete Donaldson. Thank you. The, uh, there's He's a, not using it. The thing I picked up, which was a history of a tiny area of uh, central London called Somerstown. Right. It's basically the area behind King's Cross Station. And Somerstown is famous uh, over the years for being a slum. Mm. It was always, you know, fighting against that. Right. Even through to the 80s, it was a sort of rough place. Oh, King's Cross was like massive yeah. light district, wasn't it? And Somerstown was, you know, it had a lot of, you know, problems with poverty and things like that. But I picked up this little history of Somerstown. And in it, it reprinted a wrestling event that took place in the 30s there in Somertown, sort of, you know, civic centre. And one of them, it was early enough that the characters are sort of brilliant and they don't quite sound real they sound too hip and one of them was a sailor and he was called, I can't remember what his name was but he was billed underneath it just said sailors don't care <laughs> uh, sailors don't sailors care. don't care they don't care they are not going to marry you <laughs> you are just but another notch on the bedpost let me say I, 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 it's taken me a while to go what should the next t-shirt be but <laughs> we are going to have the bill the bill with that guy on it and it's just going to say his name and underneath it's going to say sailors don't care sailors don't care they don't care boys and don't cry then there's going to be a little anchor on the sleeve and underneath it will say if found please return to Captain Mike Rotunda <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what this running joke is go to Patreon there you go £8 to find out what it means I think it's very disrespectful uh, Batista wears sunnies he's the only person in the whole auditorium who's wearing sunnies he is but he's also a bad, bad boy. Boy. He's a bad boy so bad, a bad boy. I, I love Batista in this I think mm. he looks this is a year where you sort of go you have found your look and it's <laughs> yes. clicked yeah. I love it you're not wearing a suit anymore you're just fucking yeah uh, quick really really quickly I mean it's fu- a funny year where Ted DiBiase the million dollar man is the main star yeah. again it's a strange thing where they put a lot of the big names in but they don't want to get rid of too many big names because that makes it difficult to yeah. plan going ahead mm-hmm. so what you get here is you get Ted DiBiase you get Antonio Inoki mm. whose American career is you know small you don't know how many people who go to see Wrestlemania are massive international wrestling fans mm. Antonio Inoki is the we know most cause... important Japanese wrestler yeah. of, you know, of, of all time yeah. um, and of course he should be in this silly fictional hall of fame. Great to see him. But I don't think his star power necessarily wins the room over. No. You get Wendy Richter, and again, a very important um, you know, uh, genre sort of defining uh, act. But, you know, again, that was back in the 80s. Yeah. She didn't make the sort of the TV pay-per-view era. So she's not particularly well known. You've got Gorgeous George, who was wrestling from the 40s onwards. Bob Uecker, who's nothing to do with wrestling. Yeah. So... It is, a, and Stu Hart as well. Mm. Stu Hart's important insofar as basically putting Stu Hart in the Hall of Fame was one of the ways that they got Bret Hart to make, make that rapprochement yeah. with a company that had always treated him like absolute shit. <laughs> um, so that was a nice thing. One of the people who's there is Mad, Mad Dog Vachon. And Mad Dog Vachon was a French-Canadian wrestler. He worked uh, in Quebec, and he became one of the most famous rule-breakers of all time right. when he became this guy called Mad Dog, and he would bite people, and uh, he was just, you know, he was a good, old-fashioned, scary rule-breaker. <laughs> and in 1987, he was uh, living in Iowa, and he was struck by a hit-and-run driver, and it resulted in him having to have one of his legs amputated. It turned out that the guy who hit him 
was a developmentally challenged young man who was driving the country roads looking for cans to recycle. Right. So it's a sort of, I don't know, there's something sort of I don't know, more moving about that. Everything, everyone had the right intentions, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And he, he was out for his morning jog uh, when he lost it. The man apparently had no insurance, and so he was never charged with any offence. Right. That's Mad Dog's story. The story that Bruce Pritchard tells is that Mad Dog lost his leg while cutting the lawn on his own property <laughs> when he fell into his own mower. Nice. So there is that thing about when you go, he's a developmentally challenged young man. He had no insurance. We were yeah, unable to prosecute him. <laughs> that's, why, that's why you didn't hear about him. I was out on my, did you fall Can into I? your mower? <laughs> <laughs> it's like that Tim Robinson sketch where the, uh, oh, sorry, Will it? The uh, babysitter was, uh, she, <laughs> yes. she knocked someone over. It's, it's, it wasn't, it's, not, it's not important because the person didn't matter. And it's like, what? The person didn't matter? It's just, it's just no possible. <laughs> There. going wild <laughs> um, the, the important thing about losing the leg is that the In Your House 7 pay-per-view that was hold, uh, held in Omaha which is where Mad Dog Vachon lived mm. uh, Mad Dog was in the front row and his artificial leg was ripped off by Diesel and then used as a weapon on Shawn Michaels cool. and they always said that Mad Dog Vachon had not been briefed that his <laughs> leg on. was going to be removed Come on, it's wrestling it could have been one of those <laughs> hilarious pranks that wrestlers love so much you never know she, um, he's not related to Luna Vachon then he is, yes. Oh, right. Yeah, they are a big family, uh, the Vachons. They, um, uh, Luna and his, his uh, he was Mad Dog Vachon. There was another Vachon, and I can't remember, mm. but he had a good name as well. Right. Um, I, uh, the Vachons are one of those people who, again, they were regional stars, mm. but they, they were just, they transcended because, again, through the magazines, they were so visual, these mad-looking brutes, mm. you know, that they, uh, they're proper everything I enjoy about wrestling sort of comes in the form of the Vachons. Yeah. People that you don't see. Unusual men. <laughs> unusual men that you don't meet in any other circumstances. Love uh, it. Incredibly, considering his face and his voice, uh, Wikipedia mentions that he later became a restaurant critic for a Quebec City television station. Well does. Uh, I have no idea what that must have looked like. <laughs> if if <laughs> you hear him speak. Oh. <laughs> I come for the free meal. <laughs> I Get came for the sir. free meal and I stayed because I wanted to bite the waiter's head. <laughs> <laughs> Marvellous oh. stuff, man. Dog. Well, that's the end of another Wrestle Me. Uh, get yourself over to the patreon.com forward slash Wrestle Me. That would be much appreciated. It's only going to get more difficult for us to produce <laughs> shows, quite frankly. Uh, so thank you very much for those of you who have already headed over there. Remember, you get uh, an extra show per week uh, about WCW or whatever you guys want us to uh, explore and look at. And more importantly, on Mark's side, explain. Uh, you've got ad-free Wrestle Me's. Uh, and also, uh, you get to hear all four, five, three, however many episodes a wrestle uh, mania goes for uh, you get all of those uh, episodes at the same time so you can listen to the whole thing in a big chunk you greedy shit yeah one of the things I'm also thinking of doing is a special little bonus mm. is I'm thinking of doing a talking book version of the earliest wrestling autobiography that I own which is Lord Atoll Oakley's Blue Blood on the Mat. Nice. One of the early British wrestlers who had an American career. And I don't know if it's out of copyright, Pete, but let me tell you this. Who is going to sue me for reading that? <laughs> hmm? For reading a delicious, succulent wrestler's autobiography? Yeah, I might read a bit of uh, Mark Henry, uh, uh, Mark Henry's <laughs> reviews of strip clubs oh, yeah. that my friend Craig sent us. That was an eye-opening revelation. Uh, um, he doesn't drink. <laughs> How do you get that fucking size when you don't drink? And you go to a strip club sober? <laughs> Just eat, Fuck a duck. Eating strippers by the handful. <laughs> Amazing times. Wrestle me, Mark. Wrestle me, Pete.
was a Stakhanov production. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com.